For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour of the program here on Monday and no Jack Spillane today. He has another uh, appointment this morning. So instead he'll join us tomorrow morning to turn on the light in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, But right now we can talk with you at 508-996-0500 or via app chat or open line voicemail on the WBSM app. And Thank you to everybody who has been messaging in and emailing in saying that they will be here and calling in saying that they will be at the listener meet and greet tomorrow night at Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads has just asked that I try to get a rough idea of a head count. So if you plan on attending, if you can call in and let me know, or if you can send me an app chat message on the WBSM app or shoot me an email, Tim at WBSM.com. Those are probably the best ways to get the info over to me. And I'm, I'm keeping a tally right here next to me. So we can give that information to knuckleheads later today. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, this is, uh, I don't know if you have the Max streaming app or if you have just regular HBO. I mean, if you have HBO, you have access to the Max streaming app. It's included. But they have a lot of great documentaries. HBO films, HBO documentaries, they've been known for that for decades. But one of the topics that the HBO documentaries branch has focused on a lot are cults. They had uh, the great series on the Nexium cult. There have been ones on other cults and other organizations. And they have one that has just premiered the second episode airs tonight. It's a three-part series. The second one airs tonight on the Love Has Won cult or religious movement, depending on how you want to look at it. And although this group lived out in Colorado, eventually moved to California and to Hawaii and then came back to Colorado, this group has a presence here on the South Coast, or at least there were people that were here in relation to it on the South Coast. At one point, the group had moved out to Vermont, but there were people who were out trying to recruit folks into the Love Has One movement 
family, whatever you want to call it. I think the rest of us would call it a cult. I believe uh, Rick Ross, who is the, not the rapper, but the guy who is the cult expert, he runs culteducation.com. He has classified them as a cult. And if you've never been to culteducation.com, it is a fascinating rabbit hole that you will fall into of all the different cults that are out there. And he has them categorized by what their beliefs are and what some of the accusations are against them. And um, I had the opportunity to interview him for my internet program. And he basically told me, he's like, you know, you're going to get lawsuits as a result of this episode just for the things that we say on it. Because people like, you know, the Scientologists, they weren't going to put up with that kind of... And I got to tell you, I did a whole week of, of what I called cult week on that show. And I had people on that show who were... I, I had the personal secretary to L. Ron Hubbard on the Sea Cadets as my one of my guests. I had a woman who had escaped the 12 tribes and whose sister is still part of the 12 tribes in Plymouth. The people that run the Blue Blinds Bakery and they run the Yellow Deli. And she told me about some of the experiences she had and how she can't get her sister out. I mean, some of these stories, I talked to somebody whose family lived right next door to Reverend Moon and the Moonies. Played with Reverend Moon's kids growing up. And hearing these firsthand stories of these cult leaders was just incredible. And there seems to be, no matter how much media coverage there are for these things, new cults pop up all the time. And one of those was the Love Has One cult. Uh, and it was under the leadership of a woman named Amy Carlson who began referring to herself as Mother God. And they felt like God was in everybody, which is not a radical idea. But then at the same time, she also felt that there was more God in her than in other people and that she really was God on earth. And these folks worshipped her as such. And so this new documentary series, the first episode is already out. The second episode airs tonight. The third episode airs next week. But you can see how the origins of this cult came about. And it was really... And I think this is why we're seeing more of an increase in these cults in recent years. It was really something that was built out of Amy Carlson's delving into spirituality on the internet. And reading about the ascended masters and the divine cosmos and all those kind of things kind of laid out for her what her beliefs were. And then working with some other people that she met through these message boards associated with it, she developed this philosophy and this approach that drew in other people. And she had that kind of charisma that drew in other people. But the point of all of this is, is we talked about this for quite a while ago in articles that we posted at WBSM.com and on Fun107.com going back to, I mean, the earliest one that I can see is from 2018. And this was from people reporting that they were getting approached by folks in local stores Asking if you know Mother God. 
This was one of the reports that came back in those days. I was just approached by two women at the Rentham Outlets that asked me if I'd ever heard of Mother God. They proceeded to talk about being enlightened, my views on God, and trying to persuade me to join. Be alert. This is for human trafficking. It is not for human trafficking. It was, that was something that was brought about in the early days of, of these folks popping up in our area is as what happens normally with people approaching people in stores unsolicited. And rightly so, people are concerned that it's tied into human trafficking. But the Mother God cult, as far as I know, was never tied into human trafficking. I mean, typical cult brainwashing and all that kind of stuff, but not human trafficking. And they, again, I'm from what I know, maybe this documentary will reveal things that I don't know or things that I haven't learned from talking to Rick Ross or reading his website, but I don't think that they've ever forced anybody to be there against their will. But there are reports that this was happening as far in our area, as far back as 2018. In 2019, they were asking, folks were asking about it in Wareham. At the Target in Wareham. They were asking about it in Dartmouth in 2019. At the TJ Maxx in Dartmouth. And so there's people that are here that are part of that. And and they might not have been directly related to Amy Carlson's group. They could have just been people who were followers, followers of hers out spreading the word. So I don't know if this is a pocket of believers in, in, in love is one who are still around. But I haven't heard in a, in a while about a situation like this. Maybe you have. Now, Amy Carlson herself died in 2021. Authorities actually went to the home of the Love Has Won movement and found her mummified body. They were living with her mummy. And, you know, just a graphic description for you, or graphic description warning, if you watch the first episode of the HBO series, which is called Love is One, the Mother God Cult, if you watch it, right off the bat in that opening scene, they're going to show you her mummified body. It's not too gruesome, but you can see how they were living with her there. And they're, they talk to people that are still firm believers that she was God on earth. So a fascinating hour of television with a direct local connection. If you are looking for something to watch over the... I mean, nothing says holiday season like watching a documentary on a cult. I think when we all get uh, the family together and <laughs> we're like tired of them, we're like, let's put on something that'll clear the room. I'm going to watch something about a cult. But uh, also people are fascinated by it. You know, I did those internet shows... The, the cult week shows and they were probably the most downloaded episodes that we ever had. And I interviewed like Neil deGrasse Tyson on that show twice. I interviewed like Hollywood celebrities on that show. 
But those numbers paled in comparison to the numbers for these episodes about cults because people are fascinated by it. And maybe we can have some of those conversations here. In the, it doesn't make for great morning radio, but maybe we can bring some of it over to Spooky South Coast and dive into it a little bit more. Because it has been quite a topic. And so now you've got this direct connection. The mother god, love is one cult, was here, may still be here, approaching people in our stores. 508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and chime in. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning. How are you? Hi. Your phone is different now. Yep, we have a new phone. I know. Oh, it makes a little ding when you the person comes on. I, I guess so, yeah. And so now I, I, I knew it was you calling. I can see your name on the screen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. How was your trip? It was good. It was fun. Thank you for asking. It was a very, very intense investigation of the Eloise Asylum and then some good food and good times with friends around that. No kidding. The food's good out there? Well, we went to a restaurant called Black Rock where you get to cook your own steak. They bring you out the raw steak and they bring you out a volcanic rock that's 766 degrees and you cook the steak right on the rock yourself. No kidding. Yeah, it was really, really good. I don't think I'd like to cook my own, though. You don't have to. If you want them to do it in the back, they will. The second day, we went there two days in a row, and the second day we went, we went, we had them cook it in the back because it was just easier than having a big hot stone in front of me on the table. <laughs> anyway, I'm yes to, um, I'm in on that um, knucklehead. All right, we are adding you on right now. You know what I want to ask you something? A lot of people are going. You won't get their names. I was listening to Saturday's show. Um, Jess's show, mm-hmm. and a lot of people said they were going on on her show that called in. Yeah, some of them send an app chat messages. I'm just trying to get a rough head count. That's all that they're looking for. They just want to know if they have to bring on some extra staff. Oh, so anyway, um, you're going to have it set up with the the bar downstairs too, because I never went downstairs there. Well, so they 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 asked if we can keep it upstairs. Because, you know, they, they're worried about having enough people on. So I said, you know, you can just put us wherever you want to put us. So I think for right now, the plan is to be upstairs. I think if there's more people than they're planning, maybe they, you know, more people than, because uh, we don't want to get in the way of them actually doing their regular business too. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But right now, the plan is for us to be upstairs. I think there's going to be a lot more than you thought, you know. Yeah. I mean, my guess is if I had to tell them a number right now, I would tell them 50 people. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to kind of, Get a rough idea of that. Because upstairs is small, if I remember right. Because even when they have a band, it's like real crowded. Yeah, I mean, I think this will be different because we'll have some people that might want to, you know, stand around, hang over at the bar, and then come over and hang out a little bit. So we'll we'll see how it goes. That's why we wanted to pick a day where, like a Tuesday, where it's not going to be that busy so that we wouldn't really be too much in the way. And also we'd be giving oh, yeah. them some, some good business on a day where they might normally be slow. Right. I think it's a, yeah, you're going to give them a good business. They should be happy. I hope so. Anyways, um, I wanted to talk to you about this occult thing because I'm not going to be able to watch it anyway, but I'm not, I'm not a person that's into that anyway. I was brought up very uh, religious and I would never, I would never join an occult. Never, ever, ever. You have to be weak. I would say you have to be weak and you have to be, um, um, what's that word looking for? 
I, like, I would never let anybody um, um, tell me what to do and how to do it and fall into... Well, so some some people would argue, if you are a person who is religious, that you are already in what people would define as a cult. So, the, like, the people that are in this movement would say, well, what is, what is what we do any different than what you would do, say, as a member of the Catholic Church or as a person of the Jewish faith or whatever? Because you still have dogmatic rules that you have to follow. You have Ten Commandments you have to live by and all these things. So how is that any different than what they're doing? The difference between a religion as a, and a cult is that with a cult, you Usually there's a centralized human figure that benefits from everybody else being the follower. Yeah, but see, even the church can't tell me what to do. Like on this, um, I give what I what I can afford to give and when I can give. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, when I start to feel that they're trying to um, tell me to do too much, too much, and they pound on on too much of one thing, I don't. I just let that go over my head. In other words, I go there because of Jesus Christ, and that's the way I was brought up, that there's a trinity, the Holy Trinity, and I go there because really I get benefit from it. And I, when I leave there, I don't really get so involved in it that it, it takes up my whole being and my whole life. And, and, and your church allows for that, and some other churches don't. Some want you, you know, kind of force no, you to be more allow. involved. No, they don't allow, but I, I'm not going to do exactly what they say. Like well, they I mean, they, to do the they're not that. excommunicating you for, for doing it the way you're doing it. You know, they're not forcing you to do anything that you don't want to do. Well, I'm not weak. I'm very strong-minded, and I think you have to be a weak-minded person to get involved in these these devilish occults. And, um, so I made I, the same assumption, and when I talked to, to Rick Ross about it, he said it's not so much necessarily the people who fall you know, pray to some of these cults are weak. It's that there's a, there's, there's a a hole in them that needs to be filled. And there's actually a lot of people who would never, you would think would never fall for something like this because they're not weak individuals. They're not gullible or susceptible individuals. But the problem is, is they, they have that one thing that they need to, to fulfill in their life. And this organization will fill it for them. And then that kind of puts blinders on. So that's why you always hear the parents say, gee, I never would have thought they'd be the kind of person that would fall for this. And it's, it's because they aren't the kind of person that would fall for it. But because that, need to fill that hole was so great they decided to ignore everything else about it because they were so wrapped up in what they were getting from it and there's um i can't get even get hypnotized because i tried and i can't they can't hypnotize me because i just can't i can't what's that word i just can't let anybody let alone i can't even let a person tell me what to do yeah you don't like to give up any control and that's that's fine some that's how some people are yeah, those are the ones they get though are the kind that 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 aren't like me. They can grab them real quick. You'd be surprised. I mean, yes, absolutely. That's probably the majority of the people, but you'd be surprised some of the people, especially if you look at the um the Nexium cult. That that Nexium organization, they they took a lot of people in that were very successful, um, you know, very wealthy, very powerful. Uh but the problem was is the the Keith Raniere, the, the, the teachings that he was giving people were so, they made sense to these people so much that they said, well, I'm just going to follow this guy because he makes sense. And that's where they got, they got them 
to, to kind of fall into the trap was because it was stuff that they had already wanted to believe to begin with, and he was just verifying all of that. So to them, they never, they never saw it as they were giving up any control. They just saw it as somebody was verifying what they already thought. Same thing kind of with the QAnon believers is that they, they were actually getting backup for what they already think, and so that's, that's what's allowing them to, to fall into the trap because they, they think it was their idea to begin with, and they're just getting validation for that idea. Tim, how many cults are there are that oh, are presently? Thousands. Really? Oh, yeah. There's, if you go, like, if, if you talk to a guy like Rick Ross and look at his website, he's got page upon page upon page of all these different cults, thousands of different cults, some that are active, some that are inactive, but there's been so many. And the problem is, is, you know, you only hear about the ones when there's trouble. You don't hear about the ones that are going on where there hasn't been anything that's happened yet, so. I don't believe in what, um card reading or any of that. I went with my sister once and I was laughing so hard in the waiting room. This was years ago that um, she had, she told me I had to leave. <laughs> no, it's not for everybody. I mean, I know a lot of people that, that do like it and that do live by it and I know some other people that it doesn't work for them. I've had a card reading once and I was like, well, well maybe there's something to it, but um, I didn't really put a lot of stock in it myself. You'd be surprised. Women go in the, the, some of them do it in the parking lots and they, no. they go, women, women rush to, for that. I know folks who won't make it. any decision without consulting tarot cards, but I gotta, I gotta just hold you there because I gotta take a break here before the news, but I look Thank forward you. to seeing you tomorrow. Bye. See you later. And uh, 508-996-0500, we'll be back after a quick break That's on everything that was going on. So I think sadly what happened was he got scammed, and he couldn't admit that he got scammed. Did one of those things where they said, you know, you've won $10 million. We just need you to send $5,000 to us so we can process it for you, and then we'll send you the million dollars plus the 5000 back. And he gave them the money from his bank account, and obviously there was no million dollars. He just got scammed. And you probably haven't heard about anything to do with it because he probably has realized by now that he got scammed. And I'm sorry that that happened, but that's why you have to be vigilant and not give money to people. Don't give anybody money if you don't know who they are. If you get a call like that, call the authorities, call the police, find out what's going on because there's usually more to the story than what they're telling you. And it's usually not good. Uh, by the way, when was the last time somebody actually entered Publishers Clearinghouse. You got to enter to win, right? I, I don't know that I've ever seen one of those packets in the mail in a long, 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 long time. I know somebody did take over after Ed McMahon passed away, but I can't remember who it was. Was it Regis? Was Regis doing it for a while? But I, I, I don't think I've seen one of those packets come in many, many years. But maybe they get you on the internet now. Maybe that's how they do it. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in right now, though, let's take our next break. We'll be back in a few moments. Jim.
And welcome back in 508-996-0500. Or you can send us a message on app chat or an open line voicemail on the WBSM app. And uh, keeping track of all the folks that are going to come by tomorrow night at Knuckleheads between 5 and 8 is we're going to have our first WBSM listener meet and greet. We're going to have it. uh, It's going to be upstairs. I know I've been saying downstairs, but the current plan is for it to be upstairs. We'll see if... You know, they decide to move us downstairs if there's too many of us, but just trying to get a rough idea of the head count. So if you can call in and let me know, or if you can send me an app chat message or an email, tim at wbsm.com, and let me know, then I can uh, pass that on to knuckleheads. They just want a head count by this, uh, by this afternoon, this evening, so they can know if they need to bring on some extra help. And I think, I think we're going to have a really good turnout. And like I said, this will probably be the first of more of these. Uh, it might be the only one we get in before the holidays, but... I think it'll be nice if we can maybe even bring it to some of our other advertisers, you know, especially in the winter months when things can slow down a little bit, bring them some business, but also have a nice place for us to all get together and talk to each other, say hi to each other, get to know each other a little bit better. And my hope is that that will foster when we have these discussions on air, you get to know me a little better. I get to know you, you get to know each other. And then that'll make for, some better conversations going forward, at least a better understanding of where people are coming from. Because it's really easy to argue with somebody who is just a a, a voice on the other end of the radio or on the other end of the phone, but it's different when it's somebody that you know. Like I have friends that I don't agree with on political issues or social issues, and, you know, we don't have to avoid them. We can discuss them because we can say, okay, well, you know, we have different perspectives on that. And I don't let it affect the way that I think about them. Still love them just the same. Same with them, I hope, with me. But there's a lot to be said for having that kind of that um, understanding and knowledge of who they are as a person around just the views themselves. So that's that's where we're hoping that this will have something to do with that. So let's go to the phones, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Me? I think so. Only you know for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, because that was a different connection. So, good morning, Tim. Good morning. Yeah, it is a little different. We have a new phone, so it's going to sound a little different now. Yep, I know on Friday they were figuring, trying to tweak it and everything. So, I'm on my way home from Plymouth. I went to Plymouth on um, Friday evening. Um, so, I sent a Snapchat telling you that I'm all in. But I was thinking, you know, in Plymouth, everything's so iffy. So, I'm, I'm almost like I'm in the in-between where the lights are that we talked about mm-hmm. where you go. Yeah. The back road. So I pulled over. I wanted to make sure you knew I was in and, um, I just wanted to say, yeah, welcome home. Thank you. Yeah. We've got you marked down. So we'll, we'll yeah. have you, we'll have you, uh, on the list there and, uh, looking forward to everybody hanging out. Yeah, I know. Right. So listen, with, with the name coming up that now when, when you put it in, does Sketty show up or how does it, I mean, don't, is it my real name showing up or? Well, yeah, it's your, it's your real name showing up. And I guess from what I've been told, uh, you know, I can eventually customize this. I haven't really dove in and and realized it, but I can customize it so I can put in some, some nicknames if I need to. But for now, you know, we just know who it is. It's just better because the old one that we had would show the number bigger than the name. And this one, (laughs) this one just shows the name. So, I mean, you can adjust it. I can, I can change what it, what it, what we set it for. But right now we have it set just to show the name, which will just be helpful. When my husband was alive, um, everything would show up in his name, Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so I was curious, since, you know, his passing and everything, is um, is it finally it's, showing up? As, it's showing up as your first initial. 
Okay. Awesome. All right. No. All right. Well, that's all. All right. I pulled off. I got to get back on the road. Well, safe travels. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, that, and, you know, and that's helpful because, hey, listen, if I see that it's Lamone on hold and there's like eight other calls... Ah, Lamone, you're going to have to wait. I try to take the calls in the order they come in, but sometimes you know that somebody's, you know, I used to do that all the time with Chuck. When Chuck would call in, I would say, well, I'm going to save Chuck for, and he knew, he didn't mind. He had the time or else he wouldn't have been calling in. I'd say, I'm going to save Chuck until I get these other calls out of the way so that they don't have to wait on hold for Chuck. And also because I knew Chuck would always spark a different conversation than the one we were having. Or, you know, it might be the same topic, but it would take it in a different direction. So, you know, you can plan a little bit better when you can see who it is on the line. So uh, this phone is beautiful. It's got a great interface. And I don't know if any of you have noticed, but I have noticed it sounds fantastic. It sounds even better because we had a nice fancy phone system for the last couple of years. But then it, it died on us a few months ago. And we had to go back to the old, old, old one that we had when I first started here in, in 2002. Same phone that we had way back then. And we were utilizing that to get us by. And now we've got the new one in. And it's even better than any of the ones we've had before. I can remote into this and control it out when, I'm, when, we're, when we go out to do some live shows out on the road. Which means we can start doing those again. Because I can actually take the calls remotely and bring them up on the screen and, and answer them remotely. So it's a, it's a world of difference for us on this end. But I'm hoping on your end you can at least tell that it sounds better. Because it, it sounds fantastic in my ear. And hopefully it's better for you. But yes, there is a little bit of a different, it's not the, you know, that it used to do. That was my impression of it. I'm pretty sure that that was pretty accurate too. Like I, I, I tend to do a lot of impressions in real life. I don't do them on the radio so much, but I do a lot of impressions of people and people tell me, oh, that sounds just like them. And I know sometimes that they're probably just being nice about it. But the one impression that I know that I could always do was the, WBSM, you're on the air connection. So I don't think you're going to hear that anymore. But I haven't called in, so I don't know exactly what you're hearing. 508-996-0500. I have to take one final break before the end of the hour. Let's get that out of the way now, and we'll be back in just a few moments. And jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that? And welcome back in. Where it's at is tomorrow night at Knuckleheads, five to eight for our listener meet and greet. But before that, if you need a little treat for yourself, hey, today is a great day 
to go out and visit Sunrise Bakery. But you know what else is a great day to visit them? Thanksgiving Day. They're going to be open from 4.30 in the morning until noon. They're going to have first come, first serve for fresh baked Portuguese bread and plenty of pies and European pastries. So they're not taking pre-orders this year like they have in the past. So plan accordingly. Of course, they'll be open all week this week. So if you want to be able to go and get some pies or things for Thanksgiving morning, you can get those ahead of time. But if you need to get them on Thanksgiving Day, they'll be open from 4.30 a.m. until 12 noon. Sunrise Bakery on Bolton Street in New Bedford. They have fresh baked sweetbreads, rice pudding, cheesecakes, your favorite pies like blueberry, apple, mincemeat, Boston cream pie, and carrot cake, just to name a few. You can also get some casserola, some tuna fish, some chicken salad, and get some of their delicious Portuguese rolls so that after the meal is over, you know, because you're going to eat early and then you're going to be hungry later on. Nothing would be better than having a nice little casserole sandwich. Make it a stress-free holiday and enjoy time with your family by letting Sunrise do the baking for you. Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop, 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. And they want to wish everybody out there a happy Thanksgiving. Well, that's going to do it for me for today. Stay tuned for Chris. He's got South Coast Now coming your way. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll all be here today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. We'll be off Thursday for the holiday, and we'll be off Friday as well. So uh, you will be able to catch some NFL action on the station on Thursday and Friday. We've got an NFL triple header for you on Thursday. And then on Friday, the NFL has introduced their now their Black Friday schedule. So we will have uh, some games for you Thursday, Friday, and then, of course, the Patriots return to action on Sunday. All the games here on WBSM are brought to you by Shooting Supply, Primacare, and D&J Enterprises. They're taking on the Giants this Sunday. Kickoff at 1 p.m. pregame at 10 a.m. So maybe the Patriots can get another win. How do you feel about that? Oh, I- We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.